everybody, Arch here, and it is almost Saturday morning, which could only mean we're talking NASCAR with Steve and Aaron. What's going on, Steven? Arch, what's going on? Uh, we got a little late recording uh, back in play this week. Uh, we're going back into our kind of... Uh, beginning times where we used to record after midnight. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> nice to be back in that time zone. Absolutely. And of course, very special guest, awesome friend of the show, Aaron, what's going on, man? Not much, man. Just uh, loving the momentum we're rolling with. We seems like everybody had a good weekend last weekend, cashing on McDowell at uh, various odds. I think you guys were in at 40 to one. We were over, we were in at like 18 to one in the moonshot and then uh we carried a little momentum into srx last night with some uh jonathan davenport showing the ice in his veins on that uh second to last restart i think it was was just absolute madness so i'm looking forward to uh two road course races this weekend awesome man we should probably say the reason it's us three and and Phil's not here is he's he's recuperating from his uh, from his surgery. So we all send our thoughts out to Phil and hope he gets better soon and uh, you know that gets back so he can bowl. Yeah, Phil's um uh, I know he's definitely in some discomfort right now, so uh, he wouldn't miss a show. You know, if it wasn't something for something serious, so we know he's uh, healing up. Hopefully, uh, goes quick and. Hope to see him back in here soon. That's right. That's right. Or Aaron will just take over for Phil and we'll forget we even know who he is. So I don't think I could do that. (laughs) All right. He has the utmost confidence in you. (laughs) Absolutely. So I guess since we have the utmost confidence, what do we have the utmost confidence in this weekend? What are we looking at? Yeah. So we, uh, it's another, uh, another light, lighter week. Uh, no trucks, uh, Formula One is still in their summer break, so they'll be back next week. Though that we uh, kick it back off in Zandvoort, so we'll see how that goes. But for this weekend, we got uh, another weekend of road course racing. Uh, so the road courses were good to us last week. Um, Xfinity was a good card, about three units gain on the Speedway Steve Club there, so that's all good. Just solid weekend of uh, motorsports. Um, like like Aaron said, we cashed McDowell on Sunday. Uh, super, I think Super Book was the book that gave uh, forty to one. I I got twenty eight to one on DraftKings. That was still a very solid price. Got that before practice qualifying. So all good there. I, I know. Um, just really solid. So looking yeah. forward to get, getting into it again this weekend. Another you know light weekend uh, back in uh, Watkins Glen this week. So and hopefully none of our drivers look like they're playing Mario Kart on the first lap, Steve. <laughs> I was I was surprised to hear that you were tuning in for that. So as you know, I, I was like you know Arch is watching the race. So I watched for one lap and I was like, well, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to tune in again this weekend? They're up by um, they're up by uh, New York, you know, um, by uh, Niagara Falls, kind of close to Canada oh. by your, your your region again. So oh, yeah. maybe you can right take a drive door. right next door to me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess um, just kind of get into the card here a little bit. Uh, Xfinity, so 
kind of a light card for me on Xfinity side until we see some more action on the track. So, uh, but um, we have a couple guys dropping down from the Cup Series again this week. Last week we had Ty Gibbs dropping down to um, Xfinity at Indy Road Course. He had a lot of speed. We were on AJ, but that didn't quite come through. AJ is kind of a little bit of a lull here on his road course stuff, which is a little bit of a strange ordeal for him. He's usually pretty reliable when it comes to that setup. So this week, um, I want to start out the card with um, with Alex Bowman. Uh, he's plus 600 on DraftKings. That feels like that's kind of the best price that I can find personally. I like him for uh, to win the race, and I was like him for a top three finish. So... I don't know if Aaron has a card built yet, but I know um, that's kind of who I'm looking for this week. You know, Alex Bowman is kind of coming off the back injury, but I think he's kind of feeling a little bit better. And um, I like the the, the equipment he's going to be in. He's going to be in the 17 Hendrick cars, which was showing a lot of speed last year at this particular racetrack, I believe. Uh, I believe William Byron navigated that one. I know I know him and Byron were both in the field, and I, I know that 17 car was the one yeah. to get done. So we'll see Bowman in that car this week. I like what, what kind of where he's at. Yeah, and Bowman's got a little narrative going. Uh, I believe his, uh, his close dog friend uh, passed away. So, you know, if you're into narratives, there's the dog narrative, you know. Um, I'm a sucker for narratives, so <laughs> uh, <laughs> I actually don't have any uh, Xfinity action yet. Um, I believe the first thing that's really catching my eye right now is uh, old reliable Justin Allgaier, top five in the on the road courses. He leads all Xfinity Series drivers in average running position, and you can still get that at uh, plus one fifty on Bet three six five. And uh, this last week at Indy was kind of a sweat for Allgaier to get his top five. Um, he really seemed to struggle with the car throughout the race. Um, I think the moisture had something to do with that. He didn't qualify very well, but he gutted it out for a top five, and I think he can do it again. Um, he's been the best JRM car in the field, and uh, I think we'll see more of that again this weekend. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's a fair point. I mean, Allgaier just about won the race at uh, Road America, so we, I know that uh, our hearts are crushed that weekend. So feel pretty good about his speed. I feel like Junior Motorsports as a whole has kind of brought things together a little bit more the past few weeks. Feels like they've kind of found some speed. You know, Sam Mayer kind of won that race in Allgaier's place that weekend, and you know, Sam Mayer teammate. Had a lot of pace again last week with a top three finish. Uh, I know that we had that on the card, and that was good. Nice little cash there for the Xfinity race last week. And I, I definitely expect uh, Junior Motorsports to continue to show some speed. I know uh, we'll get into the matchups. So we have a couple matchups. Uh, one of them is uh, inspired by Phil. He liked this one a lot, so I'll get into that. But I got, you know, that's kind of a. Uh, yeah, I kind, of, I kind of like where Allgaier is uh, in the road courses. I kind of like where he is, you know, across the board. I feel like he's had a good year so far. Yeah, he has. He's uh, He's been very strong, especially on these road courses. Um, <clears throat> and let's see, another prop I was somewhat eyeing on uh, Caesars for Xfinity is a Group C. 
We have Sammy Smith, Parker Kligerman, Josh Berry, and Chastain in that group. Uh, Kligerman is plus 210, and that's probably where I'd like to lay some action. I haven't placed that bet, but I'll probably place my Xfinity bets in the morning. Um, I just trust Kligerman on the road courses more than I do Sammy Smith or Josh Berry. Um, I know he's in a bit of an inferior equipment, but uh, he gutted it top 10 out uh, at Indy last week. And we know Chastain is driving the DGM uh, shit box special. So not too concerned about the pace that he'll have. Uh, Barry's just road courses really aren't his MO. So, you know, he's prone to mistakes on the road course. I will say though, I think Barry has actually improved a bit on the road courses this year, but Kligerman is just the better wheel man uh, on the road courses when it comes to, uh, to road courses. So again, you can get that on Caesars at plus 210. And another thing that I'm sad to see go is we had top 10s last week for Xfinity, and it seems like everybody crushed uh, the market on there, and uh, the books are afraid to post them again. So <laughs> rest in peace to Xfinity top 10s. It was short and sweet. Um, you know, and sadly, I only had, we only had Herb's top 10, and that was looking like a cash last week until, uh, he sped on his last pit stop and he fought back to, I think, 12th or 11th. And, uh, yeah, it's, it seems like every time I have some action on Herbst, either he gets in a wreck, not of his own doing, or he makes some sort of mistake. But I'm hoping maybe we'll luck out and after there's practice, maybe we'll still get some top 10 props. Yeah, I mean, um, I feel your pain there for sure. I mean, I know we've had our share of pain with uh, Riley Herbst last year, you know, and he's been better this year. But as you mentioned, we we got really fortunate to kind of uh, cash a matchup with Herbst. But, um, yeah, it, just, it, it definitely stings me to have a guy that has that kind of speed throughout the race and just, he just doesn't come through late in the race. Um, but I, I, I definitely wouldn't mind going back to him in some way if uh, if the opportunity presents itself. Um, kind of to close out my card, uh, I did have a play on Ty Gibbs for a top three finish. It's kind of juicy. It's minus 165. Hmm. But, you know, I'm okay with that, I think. This is a road course. We still have the um, no cautions under stage breaks. So these guys um, kind of just run their race, run their strategy. Ty Gibbs is a non-playoff well, yeah, yeah, non-playoff driver, so he won't even be concerned about stage points. He'll just, you know, him and Bowman will simply be racing for, you know, the best optimal position and, you know, at the finish of this thing. So um, they won't be concerned with that. They'll be, uh, you know, in good shape there. So I, I like that play, even it's a little juicy. I even, you know, kind of a tease here. I also decided to play that as a little bit of a parlay with, uh, I know Arch is going to be, his eye is going to be uh, lighting up here, me playing a parlay. <laughs> but I decided to go with uh, Ty Gibbs top three and a little bit of Chase Elliott over Truex that I'll get into a little bit on Sunday, plus 167. So a little bit, a little tease there, kind of what we're going to have on Sunday. And close out the Xfinity. Uh, like I said, Ty Gibbs, you know, he won, he was had a ton of speed last week, won the race. So top, top three should be a non-issue um, for tomorrow afternoon. And um, so he 
couple matchups I like. Uh, Daniel Hemrick. Uh, I like his kind of road course skill set. Uh, I got him over Brett Moffitt. We got him over, over Brett Moffitt. Uh, minus 110 is the best price there. Uh, Hemrick kind of just ranks out better for me when it comes to the wrong averages and numbers. So I, I like the angle there. Uh, I, I think Hemrick is definitely a better road course racer than he is at most other situations. So to get him against against a guy like Brett Moffitt, who is not running the best equipment, and I think equipment is going to matter a little bit more this weekend. It's a much higher uh, pace circuit, so you need a little more downforce, a little more power on the hood. So I, I I feel comfortable with that. And here's uh, Phil's uh, play here and kind of goes along with what Aaron said about Allgaier. So we have uh, Justin Allgaier over Cole Custer. So kind of goes back to Allgaier's, uh, you know, form this year on uh, intermediates. And, uh, of course, road course racing has been a strong suit for him. So Cole Custer's kind of been hit or miss. He was strong at Chicago Street. But that was kind of thanks to the weather and, uh, you know, it really unique circuit so it's kind of more of a traditional road course and i think uh this uh we'll we'll see all guy be a little bit stronger than custer this week so not Slash sure if uh, any thoughts right. from Aaron or yeah any thoughts yeah no i'm 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 with you there um I think Hemrick, uh, his average running position uh, across all the road courses this year is a uh, 16.5 to Moffitt's 18.53. So again, uh, Hemrick just in the better equipment. And like you said, the pace is definitely going to matter more. I think, uh, I think Watkins Glen averages about 13 more miles per hour on average green, green flag speed over any course on the schedule. And then, uh, see, what else was I looking at here? I had another matchup. Uh, I already touched on uh, Kligerman and Sammy Smith. Um, there's a matchup on Caesars where you can get Kligerman over Sammy Smith. Minus 110. Um, I would definitely lean Kligerman here again just because I trust uh, Kligerman's experience on the road course over uh, Sammy Smith. He's more prone to mistakes. And I think that's about it for me when it comes to Xfinity uh, until we see some practice. Um, I may take some action on Bowman outright. I think you can still get him at 6-1. to one. I might bite yeah. on that pre-practice just because the HMS speed, um, the 17 car was definitely the class of the field last year, uh, along with, I think it was, was Byron in the 10, or is it? Was it the other way around? It was Larson in the 10 and Byron in the 17. Either way, I think uh, Hendrick's right, yeah. going to bring the speed. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what we can uh, land on after practice. Right. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm, I'm happy to hear that we're on the same side there for Bowman. Uh, definitely like, you know, I think that that price is just too long. So that's going to be my heaviest play in the Xfinity race. So hopefully we can get that locked in and get some closing line value on that one. Uh, I, I I think that's a really interesting matchup there that you selected with uh, Kligerman and Sammy Smith. Um, I was kind of leaning Sammy Smith because he came out and had a really good run at Watkins Glen uh, in Xfinity last year. You know, so he kind of just had a good showing. Um, 
it, 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 I kind of think JGR's equipment is going to be a little bit better than the, you know, Kligerman's. So I, I didn't, I didn't really take a side on that one, but you know, I definitely think you're right about, you know, the, the skill set of Kligerman. So um, I, I might not take a side on that one, but um, uh, I yeah, appreciate Jimmy Smith is definitely going to have the the pace to win that matchup. Yeah. Um, if he can not make a mistake, um, yeah. I think I can't remember what happened to him at Portland. I think he crashed. Um, and then it seemed like, uh, I think qualifying hurt him last weekend in Indy. Um, and he had to kind of climb through the field mm-hmm. and, uh, I don't, I don't know if anything happened to him. I was too focused on what Gibbs was doing at the time. So I wasn't really paying too paying him too much mind. Um, I'd like to also point out that Kaz Grala drove the 48 car to a top five last year. Um, I think he had a little bit of help with some attrition there at the end. Um, but the car that Kligerman is, is definitely top 10 and top five capable as well. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. So I like where you're going there with Kligerman. I think he, he would do, you know, he's definitely going to be a guy that you, you like to play in matchups. He, he, he does take care of the equipment pretty well, and he de- definitely gets to the finish. Yeah, I think you're right. Sammy Smith definitely has a lot of mistakes to clean up. So maybe kind of last year was a little bit an outlier. And I think it was one of his first races, you know, as, definitely as far as a road course goes in Xfinity. So maybe carries some more confidence in this year and kind of overdrives the car a little bit and does make that mistake you're talking about. So that, that'll close it out for me for Xfinity if I go on moving on to the Sunday, Sunday action. Do it. All right. So. Alrighty, I'll, uh, I'll leave this one off with a bit different one. I usually don't, uh, I usually don't bet qualifying a ton, but the first qualifying prop i hit was uh tyler reddick at plus 550 on uh bet rivers um so at coda reddick qualified second at sonoma reddick qualified second at chicago reddick qualified second and at indy reddick qualified second i'm detecting a so pattern I maybe Aaron. about time yeah I think it's about time uh, he breaks through and parks a P1. Um, <laughs> and I'm liking the plus 550 number on Bet Rivers. It is uh, plus 450 to plus 400 on the other two books offering that prop. And that's, uh, that's actually the only cup prop I have locked in so far as well. But uh, I'm, I'm liking the, the narrative there. Eventually, he's got to put one on the, on the pole. Yeah, I, I think that's a really fair point, and I like the fact that you're taking Reddick and qualifying because when you I look don't at, trust this pit crew. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to get at. You know, uh, he's a guy that you know is going to have the pace probably, and then you just it, the pit crew, man. Um, it's at this point, it's something you just you can absolutely not trust. Um, Reddick can be out there leading laps, you know, looking looking good. He's, I'm sure he's feeling good in the car, and then you know he's feeling confident. And then the car, you know, comes down pit road, and the pit crew just um, he just they just make mistake after mistake. Uh, loose wheel, wheel comes off. Um, it's just it's, it it just cannot have that happen, and it just keeps happening over and over again. So if you can get a guy like Reddick 
you know, in qualifying and just rely on pure pace, then you're probably in a lot better shape than taking him for a full event. There's no doubt about that. So I haven't looked at qualifying myself. Um, Not really. It's not really a um, qualifying is it's pretty, you know, it's pretty, you know, there's a lot of variables, a lot of variables. So, and it's not really widely available. It's just not like the first thing I look at. But if I were just gonna peruse up and down the board, um, I, I like Danny Hamlin to an extent. Sixteen to one, he always seems to put that thing near the front when it comes to qualifying. He he did it at um, Sonoma. Sonoma. He's, yeah, he's done it at multiple different uh, times this year. So uh, he did it at um, Chicago Street as well, I believe. So. Definitely a and good, I think he might have been a factor in that race had it not had it been, uh, you know, wet. Right. Yep. <laughs> he said that as well um, when he was talking on his podcast that um, definitely prefer the dry. And uh, we should have dry weather all weekend. So qualifying should be in the dry. Race should be in the dry. So uh, if you're just kind of looking at the board here to scratch, you know, from scratch, I don't mind taking Hamlin there. Um Ty Gibbs, another good qualifier as well. So maybe a little bit, a little sprinkle on him. These are kind of just all weans for me. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll look at those two guys if I were to look at qualifying this week. And then I believe I was trying to pull up the groups. One of the groups um, is definitely weaker than the other one in qualifying. So that's just another reason I liked Reddick because uh, I think he was in the uh, weaker group. Um, Get it up here real quick. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. if you put uh, yeah, if you put Reddick, um, Hamlin, and you know Ty Gibbs, you're getting five fifty, sixteen to one, and eighteen to one. So those are realistically long numbers you can look at and uh, definitely profit pretty good if any one of those three hit. Um, obviously, we know Chase Elliott's going to be. Be good, but Elliot's not really a guy that I look at qualifying and be like, "Oh yeah, this guy he can definitely, you know, qualify out front." He, he, that that that's not really been his, you know, his his deal. He's kind of been a guy that qualifies mid pack and then kind of figures the car out and advances as the day goes on. So I like guys here that can unload fast and just have a lot of pace, you know, off the rip. So. Yeah, and definitely without the uh, stage breaks, um, track position is that much more important because nobody can flip the stages and really yeah. do anything different uh, to gain a ton of track position. We kind of saw what uh, Hamlin and Keselowski did last week by staying out um, as long as they could. And uh, I can't remember quite where they finished. Um I just don't think that they were, they were definitely racing for stage points at that point, staying out um, as long as they did. And uh, it, it, I think it hurt the result. Yeah. And, and the wild thing about that was um, uh, McDowell, Chase, uh, and Suarez had so yeah, much. Ended up, uh, 19th and Kozlowski 20th. So, yeah. Yeah. And, you're definitely going to want to be on. Uh, guys who aren't running for stage points this weekend. So it's that I think Keselowski and Harvick, which it's a road course anyway, and those guys haven't been too strong. So that's 
might be somebody you want to fade in the matchup. I think you can get uh, uh, Chastain over at, I think it's minus 105 now, uh, mm-hmm. on DraftKings. And then... Uh, yeah, that's on our card as well. So that would definitely be uh, a good one to hit if you're listening to this. But yeah, um, as I, like I was saying about stage two last week, um, th- I mean, those guys stayed out. Uh, Hamlin and uh, Keselowski and um, the pace on McDowell's, uh, Elliott and Suarez was so good that they stayed, you know, they, they made their pit stops and they passed those guys under green. Um, just an incredible amount of pace from, uh, from those guys last week and it kind of showed, you know, Kozlowski, I mean, this Kozlowski used to be a guy that used to run really well at road courses. I'm not sure where that went, but um, definitely hasn't been a guy that you want to look at for um, with, with much much confidence. Now, we we did have Kozlowski over Kevin Harvick. Uh, that was a nice hit. I think RFK, uh, I think that kind of carries Brad a little bit with the speed they've had across the board this year. Um, certainly they've shown more pace in SHRs. I really feel like that, you know, the, the, the raw pace of the car itself got us home there with Brad over, over Harvick last week. <laughs> Aaron's having a little audio issues right now. Um, we seem to have lost him. So we'll see, if right. he, well, see if he can get back on track. What else you got, Steve? Yeah, so I'll just um, go ahead and kind of start out with my uh, race car. I know uh, we covered qualifying a little bit. Um, so I'm going to start out. It's not that it, – man, um, if you looked at, at the, the, you know, the odds this week, I don't think this is an ideal situation for the better. Looks like we got Aaron back. It so sounds like we got him back, yeah. <laughs> but uh, – I think I'm back now. There we go. I right. don't know where yeah. I uh, cut out. Yeah, no problem, man. But anyway, um, to, I just, just wanted to discuss the board a little bit and kind of the, the odd situation. So it feels like anytime we have, you know, we have a back-to-back workhorse uh, situation this week. So this is kind of feels like an at, like an advantage for the books because they've seen a road course, you know, just last week. So we now kind of know where these guys stand as far as the the raw speed goes. So I feel like the books really have done a good job this week with pricing. So this is a week we've kind of got to pick our spots. We kind of need to look at where guys are with points, uh, et cetera. And we've just got to re- be really careful in the selections. So I've only got two outrights uh, on our side. I'm going to start again uh, with Alex Bowman. I know we've got him in Xfinity. So, this is a guy that's going to have the track time. He's going to have, you know, a good feel for the braking zones, uh, just kind of a, a good visual on the track itself with all those laps from the previous day. Uh, and, and he ran top five uh, at the end of the race, you know, by the time the race ended last week. So I like where he's at. Um, he's kind of in a win or go home mode. So he's got to win to get into the playoffs. There's just a lot of reasons to like Bowman this week. I know it's kind of long. Um, I know it's 30 to 1. I know it's a guy that, you know, at a road course, you kind of think that Chase, kind of, kind of Chase Elliott's weak to win. But 
If you're going to give me 30 to one and a guy that also needs to win to get into the playoffs with a Hendrick car, that's good. You know, good enough to get the job done. I'm going to take that for sure. Uh, I'm not sure what I do think uh, Bowman is a bit of an underrated uh, road course racer. Um, He has shown, you know, talent at these places. Um, He just hasn't been the same since the back injury, but, I think uh, last week, what did he finish? Fifth? Fifth, yeah. Yeah, so he's, you know, they're turning things around. Um, and then, uh, well, we'll let you get to your, your other outright you got. And then uh, I just yeah. realized I had another outright too. <laughs> right. Yeah, sure thing. So, I mean, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a big fan of this one, but I'm going with Chase Briscoe. Uh, it, it's not, a, it's not something that you would look at as far as the numbers going to be like, Oh yeah, this guy, you know, he's shown the pace, you know, he's how, you know, it's, a, it's something you can look at. And, you know, as far as this year's road courses in Latin track history, but I kind of liked what I heard from his interview last week and kind of what he showed on the track last week. Uh, he would, he finished, I believe inside the top 10, it could have qualified better track position you know is always important with his next gen car so he wasn't really running towards the front but he did advance his position in the top 10 from i think maybe 13th or 14th starting spot so he showed some good pace and then after the race he kind of talked about the car he kind of talked about where he was with the feel of the car um he always likes that track, but he also said something about the setup of the car. He felt like he had, you know, he's been struggling with with the braking zones and the in the feel of it, but it seemed like he thought that they hit on something last week. So when you consider those two things, you know, the performance on the racetrack and kind of what he thought about you know, where the car was, I like where this is at 50 to one. So I'm going to take a little bit of a long shot again with, with Briscoe. And I think he's the guy that probably needs to win to get in the playoffs as well. So a couple, couple long shots here to start the card out. And he hasn't been, you know, flat out terrible on the road courses this year. It's actually been one of his, you know, stronger performances. Um, let's see. He has an average. Average running position is 16.8 on the road courses this year. So that's a lot, hell of a lot better than, you know, 35th where he runs everywhere else. Um, and the outright that uh, we are on is Daniel Suarez at 14 to one. And uh, he is also, he's below the cut. I can't remember how many points off the top of my head. Um, but they Trackhouse definitely wants to get this second car in the playoffs. Um, I think they used the Sonoma Chicago chassis last week, and based on what we heard in the broadcast, it sounded like SVG was using that chassis last week. Uh, I think we all assumed Suarez had it because he had really good pace, and he may have won the race had he not had a hiccup on his pit stop. I think they... Uh, ran over a hook or he was on a hose or something. And, uh, that definitely cost him the race. Um, Chastain at, I think it, what is he? 50 to one, 60 to one. You can Chastain 60 to one. Mm-hmm. If uh, we're looking in long shots, you know, Chastain has been 
you know, I don't know if they're experimenting for the playoffs. That's kind of, I'm hoping that's what they're doing. The Chastain fan in me. Um, I think they were definitely trying some stuff last weekend because they were focusing on giving SVG a bit more of the resources. Um, but if Chastain shows up at 60 to one, you're going to be feeling pretty good. And I might be tempted to sprinkle that. I haven't thrown any, anything down on that yet, but, uh, you know, maybe they're going to start thinking, okay, it's time to quit playing around. We need to stop experimenting. This is our last chance to really secure some stage points because Daytona's, you know, Daytona. So who knows what's going to happen there. Um, and then I had pointed out on Twitter, you know, uh, Chase Elliott opened five to one that disappeared very quick. I never actually saw five to one myself. Um, had a chance to bet it at plus 450. Didn't really want to take it that low um, before practice. If I'm betting a car that low, I got to see that car go out there in practice and prove it to me. And I'll feel better about taking a lower number. Um, and then I was poking around on bet MGM and they actually had a prop to make the playoffs. And at the time it was plus 325. And right now... Uh, Chase Elliott is plus 350. So if you're betting Chase Elliott on BetMGM to make it into the playoffs, this essentially gives you an extra race at Daytona. I know it's, you know, plus 325, but if he doesn't win this weekend, at least you're carrying something uh, into next week. And it's the same for Almondinger. Um, he was 13 to 1 there. Uh, you, you can get him 17 to 1 now. Um, it was 13 to one on the bet MGM prop. So you're going to take a hit on the price to play that. And then the bad news is, is I, after I tweeted it out, it got some pretty good traction and, uh, the prop is gone now. So that's kind of where I was with Elliot. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of like where you're at with, um, Ross Chassin, especially. And I think, uh, you made a really, a really good point with, uh, SVG there at Sheen Van Gisberg. And, um, if they were putting a lot of emphasis on his run at the Indy road course, then, uh, maybe Chastain kind of got the, uh, low end of the stick for sure that weekend. We, I mean, we know how good <clears throat> Chastain is on road courses. So for him to not have a, any, you know, much of a showing at all. Maybe that maybe that's our explanation that we kind of needed. Um, uh, and I think you're right about the fact that you know, they need to refocus. You know, playoffs are right around the corner. There's a playoff race. You know, right before the championship, so they got to get you know him dialed back in, focused again on running well. Uh, Ross is going to have track time, just like these other guys on Saturday. You know, it's a lower performing car, but track time is track time. That's always a good thing. And uh, Chastain's also on our card. We took him for a top 10. He was laying, he was a plus 230 for a top 10. So I was kind of in the same boat as you. You know, if, if he shows up with any kind of speed that he's shown throughout his career, then, you know, you're, you're, uh, that's going to move quickly. So I, I'm, I'm perfectly good with taking him for a top 10 or a top five as a play, as a finishing position, too, if you're not comfortable with going all in on him to win the race. But with your explanation, you know, why not go, you know, for a, a longer shot with Chastain as well? 
I have another Chastain prop I was looking at too um, while we're on talking about Ross, the watermelon man. Um, you can get him in group E on bet 365 at plus 260. Uh, Logano, Harvick, and Keslowski are in that group as well. And the only one that's ever shown life in the next gen car uh, is Chastain in this group. Um, Harvick's had a few uh sonoma he was good but i i just don't see him having the pace again this weekend i don't just shr is down as a whole um and i think if they're going to put their eggs in a basket uh as far as shr they're going to be focusing on briscoe because he's the most talented uh road course driver on their roster um so again that's plus 260 i've seen that caesars has the same group um, it's named something else, and the, you're going to take a hit on the price over there. But I know not everyone has access to Bet365. Let's see if I can pull up the groups here real quick. I think it's Group C. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're not Either comfortable taking, yeah, if you're not comfortable taking the group, um, I know on our card we decided to go with uh, Chastain over Harvick as a head-to-head. So, like you mentioned, uh, Harvick is really hit or miss in these road courses. So I feel really good. You know, it, I can't. You, I would not believe this would have been a matchup. You know, if you if, you know back in um, you know about around March, you know when they had the first road course race. You know, I mean these guys should not even have been in the same ballpark just a few months ago. So. For me, this feels like, you know, I think it's moved now to minus 105. So a little bit of action uh, on Chastain's side, which I'm okay with. Uh, definitely feel comfortable still going with that um, Chastain side there over Harvick. Um, also going with Legato over Harvick. So it's kind of a fade Kevin Harvick weekend if you don't really want to get more into the matchups on that side. But, yeah, I mean, I like Chastain and I like uh, Legato over Kevin Harvick this weekend. Fading the closer. I think you have to, man. I say, you know, in you know, Harvick's been the guy at SHR, but um, feels like he's kind of just been going through the motions. He's just kind of been there recently. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, Logano came um, out and had a good run this year at the. Uh, at Watkins Glen, when he had, you know, kind of out of nowhere. Uh, Logano is a guy to me, it seems like he's, he's, you know, he, he's, he just kind of hangs in there. And you, you kind of just see him at the end of the race, you know, and you're wondering how did this guy get into the top 10? So, I mean, if he, 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 he was pretty damn good 10, at doing that, just coming out of nowhere. If, if Logano finishes inside a top 10, you know, I'm feeling really good about that matchup against Harvick. So, that's kind of my spiel on fading uh, Harvick this weekend. So I'm not sure if you have any other finishing position bets, but I, I had Briscoe for a top five. I got uh, Chris Busher for a top 10. DraftKings this week is back with the top 10s. So if you're somebody that likes to play those top 10s and you've been kind of been locked out from uh, not having a lot of available books, drafting, DraftKings has kind of gotten back in the sack for top tens this week. So taking advantage of that and playing Chris Busher 
minus 125. I think he's been pretty good at Watkins Glen. He's been um, pretty good at road courses in general this year. And he's got two wins in three events. Um, so I think he's, his numbers now are nine, uh, ten, maybe 10 for 11 for top 11 finishes. He finished 11th last week. So I like and the Clint Boyer FanDuel burst, uh, boost. Uh, just really missed. Nice. Just missed. And so I like that one a lot. And I like Ty Gibbs. I guess there's, there's a theme this week. Two guys I'm on a lot, Bowman and Gibbs, because I'm on Ty Gibbs for a top 10 at minus 110 on DraftKings. That's the best price that I've seen that you can get. And Ty Gibbs just about finished in the top 10 last week, and he spun out you know, on track. So he lost a ton of time, and he drove all, you know, his car all the way back to a top 15, I believe. So he just, he's had a lot of pace. He's a very talented road course racer. And he's got good, good equipment, which I think matters a little bit more this week at Watkins Glen with those higher speeds. They drove it all the way back to 12th. Yeah. Um, yeah, he had, a, he had some help from SVG early in the race. Um, that's another prop that I like as well, uh, minus 110 on DraftKings. Um, and then uh, Toyota has been, you know, up as a whole on the road courses recently too. So we're going, you know the toyota theme here um and if you're feeling froggy um you know i feel like ty gibbs gets disrespected a lot on the top toyota prop when we're on these road courses um believe he is plus 750 on bet rivers um and i think that's uh you know i mean you got tyler reddick who's might have problems with on a pit stop um you know, Gibbs has the pace to to win, you know, top Toyota. Um, and I think he did finish as the top Toyota in one of these road course races. And I, I'm not sure which one off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, going with the, the Gibbs narrative again, I feel like that's a pretty good price for top Toyota. Yeah, I, I, I like that a lot. And that kind of, as I mentioned already previously in the show, um, Gibbs is a very good practicer, a very good qualifier. He's going to be in the Xfinity race. So he's going to know the track. He's going to probably put down some pretty good laps and start out front. So he's a guy I like to bet before practice qualifying because he's, he's a guy that, that can uh, put down some burners. So go ahead and lock them in before practice if you uh, had the opportunity to. Um, anything else we should be looking for yeah i'm just gonna move into a couple more matchups and then uh see if aaron's got anything else after that um i i know that um aaron mentioned reddick a little bit this weekend but i don't mind taking you know a little bit of risk here with reddick and taking him over kyle larson at plus 110 um, I, I do like, you know, where the raw pace is for Reddick, and I don't like where Kyle Larson's kind of been the past few weeks. Feels like he's kind of been in the same boat as Chastain. Now, I'm not sure if, you know, maybe maybe Byron and Larson are maybe testing some different things as well because, you know, Bowman and uh, Elliott seem to be the guys that found speed, and uh, those are two of the guys that seem to be the ones that lost it. So maybe they're kind of uh, playing around with – Setups a little bit, 
And I don't mind taking Redick at a plus price there to kind of beat Larson in that head-to-head. Um, any thoughts on Redick and Larson in the race uh, this week? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely with you there. Um, <clears throat> Larson was definitely sh- on the struggle bus uh, last week, uh, pace-wise. Um, just you know, to to point out, Kyle Larson has won the last three NASCAR sanctioned events at Watkins Glen. So, you know, you want to have another side to the argument. He won the last two cup races and the last Xfinity race. Um, However, uh, that last, last year, uh, Larson had to drive through Chase Elliott to secure that playoff spot. Oh, no, he was already locked in. If he needs to do that this week, I don't think he's going to because Elliott you know, still needs to secure that playoff spot. And I think that would piss off Mr. Hendrick. I think they've had that conversation already before this weekend begins. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then uh, I just realized since we were just talking about it, you can get Gibbs top 10 at even money on bet three, six, five. So that's that's the best price available for that. Um, And then another I don't know if I like the price, but Todd Gilliland was so fast last week uh, mm-hmm. in practice and then uh, didn't qualify very well. And I top four, 20 to one. I mean, you can't, he could definitely beat Harvick. He yeah. could definitely beat Kozlowski. Yeah. It's just going to be, you know, is he going to make a mistake? Is he going to qualify well? Um, we've seen flashes uh, last year. I think it was in the rain, but you know, Gilliland was up front at one point, and I, you know, I think the rain had something to do with that. But you know, that still says something. He had the, I, they had some sort of mechanical issue uh, We're on, last year. Um, I don't know, twenty to one kind of. I'd like a longer number just because it's Gilliland, but I mean. I, he's got my eye. I'll at least say that. Um, if you know someone's looking for a bit of a long shot, but I don't know if I'll play it myself. Just thought I would yeah. point it out that he. And we could also argue that now that McDowell is locked in, maybe they focus, you know, everything into Gilliland this weekend to try and get him into the playoffs. Is what are his odds to win? I mean, they're astronomical, but. I mean, you never know. 100 to 1, yeah. You never know. But front row. I wouldn't bet him to win. <laughs> front row, that team's coming around. I mean, we, we, we kind of have to take another look at these guys and, you know, consider that they're, they're playmakers. You know, they can, uh, and, it's, and, you know, with Ford and, you know, SHR kind of backing up and Penske struggling, you know, these other teams from Ford are kind of taking their place. So, you know, McDowell had legitimately the fastest car last week so that can definitely you know triple down to a guy like gill and you know i'm sure you gotta learn some things and you know put them into practice so i like your thinking there on you one so i think he's plus 350 for a top 10 i would yeah. not play that that's too short for my blood but yes i think you know and i Jump actually around. had thought about it prior to indy because we actually cashed Gilliland top 10 at Indy last year at 30 to one. Um, he had a little help with some attrition and the chaos at the end, but you know, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. 
Um, and I think that's kind of all I've got so far. Um, I, I've mentioned it before. I'm, I definitely lean on practice a lot more. I, I'm not a huge like pre-practice flop guy. I like to know and see kind of what we're, we're betting on unless I feel like we have a really good edge. Um, yeah. I'm just not, again, like you were saying earlier, the books probably have, you know, a better edge this week because of what we saw last weekend. But um, last weekend I said, you know, this was after practice, but I said due to the lack of stage breaks, we need to press because nobody can really flip the field as usual. So track position is king. Um, And I think, you know, I might have a pretty big card after practice once I see Mm -hmm. what we got on the track Um, because, you know, we don't have those – uh, scheduled cautions to break up the race. I saw a lot of people complaining on Twitter afterwards. And I'm like, you're just not gambling on it. If you gambled on it, <laughs> you'd be happy. Right. <laughs> you would like the no cautions. And I think that's a, that's a big, um, you know, that's a big difference between the casual NASCAR fan. that, that just do that just like, goes to races and watches it on TV, you know, recreationally, as opposed to guys like us that kind of, want you know put money on the event and want things to go the way that you know we anticipate them to go and the, with the way the projections are showing so definitely a little bit of a difference there between you know fandom so if you're listening to this show you probably you, you probably agree with us that you like you know the way this is <laughs> playing out with this no stages and uh you know more predictable outcomes not having uh, logano going barreling in there on every restart five wide and running people on it, running his own teammate over. <laughs> he only had that, you know, the, on the initial start. So got through there just fine. And didn't and wait until late in the race. I mean, no. like, come on, man. Come on, Joey. <laughs> That's where I share the Beavis and Butthead uh, meme I have with Joey. <laughs> That's funny, man. Yeah, so I got I got two more matchups, and then we'll get on out, get on out of here. Um I got A.J. Allmendinger from Kyle Busch. Uh, Kyle Busch was running good last week until the mechanical problem, but A.J. also was putting down some good laps. He qualified way back in the field, so he was fighting some traffic. He might even have had a better car than what kind of he showed because of that. So I like... Yeah, shit fast laps. Yeah, exactly. And I I think it was like, what, 20? It was a lot. He he's you know he's going underlooked and I, you know we know he's got some things going on outside of the racetrack but uh, this is you know this is I think this is his last chance to you know another guy that needs to win and get in the playoffs and um, this you know I I think this track sets up good for him this is a place where you you gotta be aggressive you know do the bus stop do you know breaking zones and I think this is, it's a better place for him specifically and last one i got is ty gibbs over william byron we talked about ty gibbs a lot already uh i'm gonna continue to fade william byron this is just like last year really strong start this season but now he's falling off kind of summertime you just can't seem to get it going in the summertime so maybe once the playoffs start i'll go back on on willie b but uh I'm going to take Ty Gibbs until, uh, until um, I see something from that 24 car. 
Yeah, and as we were saying earlier, you you have to believe that Hendrick has all their attention on the nine and the forty-eight. They don't really give a rat's ass what happens at the twenty-four this weekend because he has like a billion stage wins. He's won like what four, five races. I think it's five, right? Or is it four? I believe so. Yeah, um, and uh, maybe the, they were the pushing last one that up was last week. I mean, the guy failed inspection three times last week, so maybe they're trying to get something through to see what you know what they can get away with. You know, that could be, yes. that could be a part of it. Byron, if you are listening, please do that again. It was extremely <laughs> profitable for a lot of people last week with you starting in the rear. Actually, anyone, please, please, I'm hoping these teams are trying stuff because the second that we hear a car is going to the back, I am looking for every matchup. To fade. Um, we had three matchups against Byron last week. We got two out of three of them. Um, we lost Cendric by like less than a tenth of a second. I think he got him like coming to the checkers. Um, so yes, I'm really hoping again that that this happens again because I will be dropping some hammers. Yeah. So. This is, I guess, this is the part of the show where uh, Arch asked me for couch cushion bets. That's right. What are you digging through the couch? What are you finding? <laughs> I got one. I got one more fun one for the for the for the crowds. Um, as we mentioned, I think we're kind of liking Chevy this week. So, and I'm liking Bowman a lot. So, this is kind of a, a little bit of an insurance play. I really like Bowman and, and Xfinity. I like him for that top three, and I kind of also like you know Chevy to come through and win this race. So I went with a winning manufacturer parlay of Chevy minus 125 um, with Bowman's top three finish at an Xfinity plus 150. So put those two together, you get plus 350. So uh, I'm really liking that value. What's that? Is that two parlays you had? You had two parlays that's, this weekend. That's right? the second one, yeah. But this one, uh, oh, you're feeling good. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is uh, this is the, the Chevy parlay. The other one was uh, involved Ty Gibbs. So I, mean, I like these two guys a lot this weekend. So um, if these two guys don't do well, I'm kind of uh, selling a little, little bit of the farm this weekend. That's right. You'll be donating plasma just to. <laughs> yeah. All right. Aaron, it was so much fun hanging out with you. If people want to find you, where would they find you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Rocky Mountain LSX, R-K-Y-M-T-N-L-S-X, in the Moonshot Discord. And we are having a ball in there. So if you want to, uh, you know, just hang out and talk in there, there's a lot of people in there hanging out that just want to talk. They'll talk about anything in there. Um, not just gambling. So we're having fun. Um, we had a nice head to head parlay last weekend. And I think I might have to build another one after qualifying because I really based that off of track position. So we get some guys with some, a lot better track position than others in the group. I might parlay them. All right. Awesome, man. So there you go. There's a little teaser. <laughs> you can moonshot discord. You got to get over there, Steve. Of course, we have our own Discord server. You can access it by going to thedgens.net and you can grab Steve's golf plays. Really good week last week in golf. Mm -hmm. I think we're up about seven units. So 
We've been doing really well in the second half of this golf season this year. Uh, rough, a little, bit, a little rough, a little shaky this, you know, to begin. But our tournament heads, you know, matchups look pretty good. So we'll see how we end off the last couple of days with some some daily head to heads. Uh, I know your your baseball is starting to slow down a little oh, bit. Oh yeah, but it's NFL that time of year. <laughs> the NFL season is going to be picking up. So we might have a hockey model to work on too. Um, tilting, right. tilting, and I've been playing with hockey, and it's last five seasons showing a lot of promise. So there you go. And then, of course, uh, Phil's on the sidelines for the show, but uh, still going to have him and my thoughts put together for the weekend action post practice qualifying. So don't want to miss out on that. There you go, thedgens.net or everyonehateswentz.com. As in, I know that's your favorite link. That's, that's my favorite one. <laughs> All right, boys, it was fun hanging out with you, but it's almost 1 o'clock in the morning here. It's time to go. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be liable for damages related to its contents.